This is Nick Law, and you're listening to the Hot Forward Podcast, getting you ahead in the brewing and beer business. Hotforward.beer is a podcast and website dedicated to the beer industry, supporting budding beer entrepreneurs by gaining insights from experienced brewers and folk within the craft beer industry. So grab a glass, pour yourself a beer, and let's get into this week's episode. Hello and welcome to the Hop Forward podcast, Fermenting Thoughts. Now, why is it called Fermenting Thoughts? Because these are the things that are brewing and fermenting in my head. Um, I wanted to give some tips and knowledge uh, based upon my experience to you guys listening to the Hop Forward podcast to help you get ahead in your beer adventure because that's what Hot Forward is all about, getting you ahead in the brewing and beer business. So um, we're going to look at brands today. Brands are something that's really close to my heart. It's something that I've been involved in creating and developing for years in various different capacities. Um, But before we look at what a brand is, I want to tell you about the best beers you'll never try. So several years ago, I was on holiday in this quaint seaside village in England um, and I was on the search for some locally brewed beer. Um, Now a large family brewery owned many of the pubs in the area so it took a while but I finally tracked down this small shop that had a few bottles from a local brewer. Now had I been anywhere else at this point in time I wouldn't have gone near these beers with a 10-foot barge pole. Like as a brand builder, graphic designer and creative I was hugely massively offended by the eyesore that was in front of me like the label was the most uninviting disinteresting bland beer label you can imagine I think even Comic Sans would have jazzed it up a little bit however I poured this beer out when we got back to our cottage and it was beautifully clear it had this wonderful tan colour it had great head retention and lacing on the glass. And the flavours, I mean, the flavours were amazing. It was so complex, fruity, it was well-balanced. Now, I'm not into best bitters that much, but it has to be said, it was one of the best, best bitters I think I've ever had. Now, this is the first barrier of entry to your brand. First and foremost, people buy with their eyes. Um, you might have got the best beers in the world, but if your brand doesn't tap into people's intuitive side of their brains and look interesting and captivate them, then you've already lost half the bottle. Obviously, the product itself and the liquid in the can or the bottle or the tap, um, it's got to be it's got to be good because you've got to build upon that to get that repeat custom. But that brand identity is the first point of entry and the highest value to customers to turn them from just beer tickers into brand ambassadors. So what is a brand? Um, Firstly, I'm going to look at what a brand isn't before we look at what a brand is. Uh, Firstly, a brand isn't a logo. A brand is what you're known for. It's like owning a plot of land in a customer's mind. So when a person thinks of Best Bitters, for example, they think of your brand. When a drinker thinks of non-alcoholic beers, they come to you before they turn to your competition. However, before you even get a logo or a nice looking package or a snazzy website or, quote unquote, having a social media profile, which for some reason seems to be the golden bullet for some people, um, you need to have a handle on what a brand is and what your brand is about. If you've not nailed what you're about, it's like building a house on bad foundations. A brand is everything that affects how a person thinks or feels about a company. It's the person's gut feeling, their gut feeling to your products and your services about who you are. 
Um, brands are defined by individuals and what it means to them. So it's a good feeling because people aren't market trends, they're human beings. It's not what you say about your brand, although you can certainly help shape their perceptions through your brand identity, which we'll come on to, but ultimately it's about what they say it is to them and what it means to them. So that's why when Beavertown sold half their company to Heineken in the summer of 2018, people just lost their shit. Like Beavertown stood for something. They stood for independent, flavorful beer, but they also stood against something, big beer, yellow fizz. So people define Beavertown as their champion of that cause. So when they joined forces with one of the world's largest breweries, people were upset and then they felt like their values, the values that have been laid out by Beavertown, which they also held on to, were offended. Now, Beavertown aren't merely a production brewery, they're a brand. And brands are big business. Now, in craft beer, we hate to call them brands because when we think of brands, we think of like Anheuser-Busch, Molson Coors and and their brands. Um, But a, a brand should communicate with an individual everything about who you are, what you do, your unique worldview, perspective, your narrative, and why it's important to them. So effectively, rather than being all like, I don't like brands, like effectively brands is telling a story. That's, just think of it as telling a story and people love a good story. So brands then tell that story through everything from the apparent visual aspects such as the company's logo, its strap lines, its packaging designs, right through to how the business communicates with its customers in the language it uses when they pick up the how do you pick up the phone? Like how are you answering the telephone? Um, how are your emails worded? What does your delivery driver look like when they arrive? Are they dressed smart? Are they wearing a uniform? Have they got a company t-shirt on? Um, does the is the van clean? It's all those little things that add to the brand identity so that when you're when your transit van rocks up at your customer's pub or specialty bottle shop or whatever, they're like, oh man, that looks amazing. Um, you know, and they're so professional and stuff. And and you're, you're, you're branding onto people's minds, as I said about the real estate, your company and your vision and your values. Great brands even consider the phrases that the company uses with its customers to reinforce their message and narrative. So BrewDog is a really good example. Like, love them or love them, right? Referring to their customers as fans and referring to themselves and their Royal Army as punks in line with their disruptive nature is a stroke of genius. Now, like I say, whether you like them or not, that's, that's totally down to you. But as marketeers, it's, it's exceptional marketing, you probably start to see that a brand isn't just a logo you stick on a business card or, or a letterhead, if you're still in 1985. Um, the, the business is the brand. Um, a brand has a clearly defined mission and vision. So go, go ahead and read the vision and mission statements. Like put, put the podcast on pause and go find a vision and mission statement of some of the companies that you're inspired by. So, for example, Tim Cook, uh, the CEO of Apple, says this of their company. He says, We believe that we are on the face of the earth to make great products. We are constantly focusing on innovating. Uh, We believe in the simple, not the complex. We believe we need to own and control the primary technologies behind the products that we make and participate only in markets where we can make a significant contribution. 
We believe in saying no to thousands of projects so that we can really focus on the few that are truly important and meaningful to us. We believe in deep collaboration and cross-pollination of our groups, which allows us to innovate in a way that others cannot. And frankly, we don't settle for anything less than excellence in every group in the company. And we have the self-honesty to admit when we're wrong and the courage to change. And I think regardless of who is in that job, those values are so embedded in this company that Apple will do extremely well. Bravo. I mean, that's, that's inspiring. You read that and you're like, wow, that sounds like a great company. Now, you, your brand, your business should have a clearly defined mission for your employees to tap into, for your customers to give you their hard-earned cash by offering that vision to your customers you're alleviating yourself to a loftier purpose other than we exist because, well, we wanted to start a brewery. I wanted to own a bar. I wanted to do this, that, the other. It, I can't get across to you how much having a vision, a mission statement that goes beyond your immediate circumstances draws people in. By giving a loftier purpose to what you do, it's kind of like um, catching the butterflies in the net and getting more of them. What a weird analogy. Um, there you go. Um, so a, a brand should also differentiate itself from the competition. People worry about not appealing to everybody, but when you try and please everybody, you end up pleasing nobody. Um, in finding your niche, whether it's sustainable ecological brewing or focusing on Belgium and Lambic style beers, whatever it is, you actually attract more specific customers to your brand than if you just throw spaghetti at the wall and see what sticks. Um, it's the 80-20 rule. 80% of your business comes from 20% of your customers. So rather than trying to appeal to everybody, and yes, sometimes you've got to, you've got to put out the IPA or whatever it is that's going to have a bit of a broader appeal, but how can you do that within your niche? How can you differentiate yourself within that niche? Because actually in finding that very limited um, character set of customers you can actually really dial in what they're into and sell them the thing they're into. Um, so a really good example I think of this is Big Drop Brewing. So Big Drop Brewing produce low alcohol beers. Now, they are focusing on producing really flavoursome low alcohol beers. That's their niche. They're not being all like, we want to contend with Cloudwater, with um, Verdant, um, with Wonder Beyond, whoever it is, Dea, um, Omnipolo. You know, we, we want to kind of do some non-alcohol, but then other beers and blah, 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 blah. They're like, that's our thing. That's our niche. And they've captured a corner of the market because they do it exceptionally well. So how can you differentiate your brand and yourselves from the competition? What what are the little things you can do? How can you do it over social media, um, on Instagram? Rather than just like, oh, I'm just going to post a picture of my beer in a glass with some hops around it. That'll look nice. Like, how can you differentiate yourself? How can you make your Instagram look really creative? Um, what kind of language can you use? to be creative you've, you've got to think outside the box which leads me on to the next point that the best brands innovate they push boundaries they twist the norms 
I think this is why Cloudwater took off the ingredients from its cans because breweries were copying and imitating their double IPAs rather than innovating and carving out their own path, their own niche and their own story. And I think it was a very clever move of Cloudwater, not because they were like, we don't want you to copy our double IPAs, but because it was like, we want you guys in the rest of the industry with us to innovate. Where are the people making the best, best bitters? The modern take on a best bitter? Where are the people that are going to drag some of the old boys, as it were, into the 21st century with different styles of beer? So being innovative is a way that will give massive firepower to your brand and pushing those boundaries and twisting the norm. And it can you can fall into the trap of worrying about what everybody else thinks of you rather than just sticking to your guns if you want to be a cowboy. So why is brand building so important? My answer to this is because if you don't know who you are or what you're about and what you stand for, how can you expect your customers to define who you are and what you're about in a positive way? How will you be able to guide them to buy with their intuitive senses, like that's how it feels, before their logical, reasonable arguments, like what they think about it? So if you imagine a customer stood in a shop, confronted by lots of very colourful cans and bottles on a shelf, in a split second, they're going to make a decision as to whether they're going to pick up your product or another product. Now, and then you're going to be fighting against the brands that already have their allegiance. So we've all got our favourite breweries and our favourite beers. And we all stand in that shop and think, I really like the Colonel, or I love Magic Rock, or whoever it is, um, and and reach out for them. Whereas if you stood there and you're like, I don't recognise any of these, what I'm going to choose, it, it's this is where branding is so unbelievably key because you, you want to create that intrigue, that mystery, you want that, that engagement. It's all subconscious. It's all part of, like I said earlier, the gut feeling, um, the, the way that's going to make them feel. And if you can harness that and then match it with a product that's absolutely fantastic and give that consumer a, a, a spot on experience, both visually and the way it feels in their hand, right through to the when they pour it and they drink it you're likely to win repeat custom, which is the aim of the game, because it's that repeat custom rather than being the, having the beer tickers that are going to grow your business. So the, the real question is, how much is your brand worth? How much is your brand worth to you? Like, If you want to carry on making the best beers that no one will ever taste, then make sure you take a £50 note with you the next time you go to the pub, just in case you come across... Little Billy's lad who can, oh, he'll make you a label. He can make you a website for 50 quid. And if that's how much your brand is worth to you, then then fair enough. That's that's cool. That's totally cool. But if your brand's worth a lot more to you and you want your business to grow and you want people to choose your beers over other people's beers or go to your bar instead of someone else's bar, then get yourself a creative thinker on board. Get yourself somebody that can build brands. Now, obviously, that's something we do and offer. We've worked with breweries and other businesses to help create their brands and uh, their brand strategies, right from conceptualization through to delivering the package. But either way, whether you choose to use Hot Forward or, or, or whoever, someone else, 
Ask yourself those honest questions. Does my brand communicate clearly with my target customer what we're about? Does my brand differentiate and offer value? Is it like a purple cow in a field amongst black and white cows? And does my brand innovate? Does it push new boundaries and distort and twist the norms? So I'll leave that with you. If you want to contact me, uh, take that any further, it's nick at hotforward.beers. Failing that, please tune in to the Hot Forward podcast and leave us a nice review on iTunes. And make sure you follow us on social media at Hot Forward Beers. You can see some examples of work on there. And um, keep it real, folks. You're doing a great job. And keep on pressing on uh, for beery excellence. (laughs) 